0: The free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store.
1: 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture
0: and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Uh,
1: it is a little while since we spoke and I recall at the time we did a series of interviews which were talking about this very topic and you were seeking uh, people who would like to be a part of a survey and uh, you did get respondents uh, from people uh, in some very isolated areas and I know that there's some connection there because uh, Vision broadcasts right around Australia. Uh, Tell me, as you have undertaken your study over this past couple of years, uh, what sort of response have you felt that there was to the research that you were doing?
2: well there there is a couple of uh, things that I've noticed, Neil. One was the um, the openness of the um, and the honesty of the respondents. And the other thing that I noticed were, was that the respondents came from um, seven different denominations, and they came from different um, regions from around Australia, including regional areas, rural areas. The inner city and the suburbs. and um so and one of the the other thing that I found that was very interesting was, um besides worship music and Christian books, Christian radio was one of the major resources that the respondents used to maintain their relationship with God.
1: Well, we'll talk some more about that, and perhaps our listeners uh, would like to contribute too when it comes along uh, that type of, Direction in our conversation. I mean, does Christian radio figure for you in your relationship with God and how you stay connected? And uh, you might need to be a little honest today as I speak uh, with listeners who might call us, uh, asking for honesty with uh, your relationship with God and wherever you might be. And, of course, we know that listeners to the Vision Radio Network around Australia, some in very isolated places where you can't even get to, a local church easily. So uh, you're invited to respond. Our talkback line open on one 800 one eight hundred eighty-eight zero eighty-seven six, one to talk about your relationship with God if you can't get along to a local church. Now, Anita, at the risk of uh, jumping to the, uh, the conclusion too quickly, I want to start with the conclusions. Yeah. Uh, what sort of conclusions do you draw from the studies that you've undertaken, uh, research into this divine human relationship, Christians who no longer attend church? Uh, what can you say as an uh, overall remark about your research and your findings?
2: I could, I could share with you, Neil, that um, there were three substantial conclusions that I came to from the study. And one was that it, it is possible to have and to maintain the divine, rela- divine human relationship without attending church. And it's also, I also found that the majority of Christians um, were mature, they had um, developed their relationship with God in the church. So when they left the church, they were mature enough to put rituals and resources in place to continue their relationship with God. And the, the um, methodology that I used um, was clearly developed the internal and external um, elements of the divine-human relationship. So that I could say genuinely say that their relationship was continuing, and it also opens up a um, um, uh, what do they call an um, an implication for practical theology in regards to whether they consider these people part of um, postmodern Christendom because they are still continuing their relationship with God even though they are not going to
1: church there's lots of things for us to talk about and i can think of a whole bunch of questions just out of those few things that you've mentioned there i want to get into uh history in just a short while and talk about the history of the australian church and we'll go back to where your study uh, went uh, from the year 1900 to uh, the present time or 2011 when your uh, research was uh, was completed But I wanted to just draw from the conclusions you just mentioned. Uh, One of the things that you said was uh, that people, when they did leave their local church, already had a mature Christian faith. And I guess that is going to be a prerequisite, isn't it? What those people have learned in their local church and grown in their local church to be able to have a vibrant Christian faith beyond the local church, and if you, for whatever reason, were leaving the local church, that was something of a prerequisite?
2: Um, it, I don't know. It was, something, it was an assumption that I made because I was working as a pastor in a local church, that, and my, um, in my opinion, being a pastor is, is facilitating the divine-human relationship. Um, and and helping people to mature in that, my assumption was that people who had left the church were mature. And the the respondents to the survey identified themselves as Christian, um, identified themselves as being mature, and the relationship maturing and continuing, and... um, that, that actually came from their, um, their own consideration. But then I a- applied the um, um, faith development structure to the responses that I got. And it actually, in doing that, it actually um, was congruent with their consideration. They were continuing the divine-human re- relationship and they were mature. So my assumption at the beginning of the um, process was that they would be mature, and the actual findings um, revealed that they were mature.
1: Now, your research talks about a, uh, a faith autobiography Yes. Now, in creating those faith autobiographies, uh, people looking at their own history of faith and within the local church and outside of the local church, you've been able to develop something of a picture of Australian Christians who don't attend church. You might need to explain for us what a faith autobiography means and then how that contributes to the overall picture.
2: Okay. Um Okay. I decided that in order to um, say that these Christians were um, mature and that they were um, experiencing God that we say that we experience in the church, I needed to have something a little bit more substantial uh, to build the argument than just their present testimony. So what in the survey I asked the um, respondents, questions about um, establishing the divine human relationship, about developing the human the divine human relationship, and how the divine human relationship was um, was affected by leaving the church. And then I also asked respondents to reflect on um, an incident or an event or an experience of the divine human relationship. Since leaving the church, so I was able to look at how respondents had developed from their um, from their establishment of the relationship, and how they developed in the church with, their, with their, the with the with the relationship, the rituals they used, the resources they used, and then how that relationship was actually functioning now, separate from the church. So I thought both of those things, the lived experience and the faith autobiography, were actually both necessary for the research.
1: Anita, wanting to invite our listeners to be a part of our conversation today. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-880-876. Perhaps it is that you are one who did respond to Anita's survey. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear from you too if you've got some perspective on how Christians who have stopped attending church maintain their relationship with God. Uh, You may be thinking, well, uh, maybe we expect everybody to be a part of local church. Church when we're talking on Christian radio. Well, uh, we clearly know that there are a percentage of people who are not able to attend a local church or who choose not to attend a local church who actually do listen into to the station. So if that is you, uh, be brave enough, a uh, little bit of courage. Call us on 1-800-880-876. We would love to hear your heartbeat as we go through our conversation today. Anita Calloway is our guest. She's a researcher into the relationship that we have with God as a Christian when you have stopped attending church. Anita, let me come to some of the historical perspectives here. Your research uh, includes also a look at the Christian church from the year 1900 through to 2011. Uh, Tell us about how that uh, research shows uh, the decline of church attendance and what that might mean for us today.
2: I, this was actually one of the um, uh, initial areas that I looked at, Neil. It, it was very exciting because I, was, um, I found myself separ- separate from the church and due to illness, and I was asking people how... Um, that I told people that I was a pastor, and they would say, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. And i say, well, how do you maintain your relationship with God? And as my time went on, there were more and more people saying the same thing. So I looked at um, the amount of people um, in the population to start with. So the population from the 1900s has grown from over 3 million in 1900 to over 22 million in 2011. And of those, um, of the Australian population, the um, Australian Bureau of Statistics actually records that in 1900 96.5% of the population were were professing Christians and by um, 2011 there's only 61.6% of those in the population profess to be Christian. That's as far as the um, Australian Bureau of Statistics is concerned. And out of those who profess to be Christian, in the study I divided it up into two areas, those who still attend church and those who no longer attend church. In 1900s, 85 percent, 85.4 percent of those who were professing to be Christian actually attended church. And by 2011, there was only 15% of those who professed to be Christian in the Australian population actually attend church.
1: So, Anita, on the face of it, uh, there's been a huge decline in church attendance uh, by way of percentages, but because, uh, yes. as you mentioned, uh, the population increase has been huge. Yes. Uh, what does that mean? How we understand church attendance today?
2: How, in, in light of church attendance, you can understand it more fully when you look at the um, Christians who don't attend church. In two th- in, in, in nineteen hundred, there was eleven point one percent of Christians. Who professed to be Christian but didn't attend church. In 2011, 53% of those who professed to be Christian did not attend church. And when you look at the numbers of those, Neil, in 2011 there was approximately 1.5 million Christians who attended church. In 2011, there was approximately 11 million Christians who didn't attend church.
1: Okay, now that begs a a serious question. And uh, did your research cover... Uh, the issues that uh, that where people might have said why they do not attend church anymore because this I guess is one of the big ones because you know we assume that might, maybe people don't attend church anymore because they got disgruntled or uh, because of uh, you mentioned uh, you had a time of separation there because of illness I mean yes. did people actually say why they don't uh, don't attend church anymore?
2: Yes, they did, and that was one of the one of the questions that I asked people um, why they decided to leave church, I thought it was relevant, one, for them to share that testimony, but also for um, placing the divine-human relationship in context. Um, I found both positive and negative responses, and those responses were um, very... Um, they were relevant to past studies that have been done before which, which re- looked at um, people's personal um, lifestyle changes, whether they changed their job, whether they had health. Um, there was um, church abuse where people had experienced abuse by the leadership or by somebody else in the church. There were um, theological and doctrinal differences um, people left the church. So um, there were varying degrees. Um, some people found, one lady in particular found that her personal relationships couldn't be, her personal problem couldn't be shared with the church because it was so overwhelming. Um, another person left because it was a season in her um, walk with God. Um, She needed to take a step away from the church and ministry to spend time with him alone. Um, So there are different reasons that people gave, but one of the outstanding findings was that the respondents were able to differentiate between their relationship with God and their relationship with the church. Even those that had negative Experiences um, that took them a while to get over, they were still able to differentiate between their relationship with God and maintaining that and building that and their relationship with the church, which was negative.
3: 2020 on Vision.
2: It's Neil Johnson with you on this
1: Wednesday edition of 2020, and we're talking about Christians who leave church and how they maintain their relationship with God. Uh, You're invited to be a part of our conversation. Anita Calloway is our guest, and we're talking about the research that she's done for her PhD Uh, into this very question, the divine human relationship for Christians who no longer attend church. Uh, Not making any judgments at all as to why people might not attend uh, attend church today, but if you'd like to be a part of our conversation, please uh, feel free to give us a call on 1-800-880-876. Michael is in Coburg in Melbourne. Hello, Michael. Welcome to 2020.
3: Neil, you're doing an excellent job, Brad.
1: Thanks, Michael. Your
3: blessing to this nation.
1: Great. Well, uh, we love to uh, to you know connect uh, faith to life. That's one of the things we often talk about. But when we're talking about Christians and those who attend church, those who don't, Michael, what's your contribution to our conversation today?
3: Well, I mean, I think we've got to rethink the way we look at church because number one is we are the church as we come in community together and we celebrate Christ. We are the church. The church lives in us. We do not go to a church, but the Holy Spirit dwells in us because the Bible clearly says that God's put His Spirit into our our hearts. And um, so we don't go looking for God. But as we celebrate life together, as we sacrifice each other for each other, as we have a meal together, we actually sit down and have a meal together and we celebrate that, we're in community together. So I think institutional church does not work today because... Um, People have got a lot more going on in their life than ever. They've got technology, they're busy, we have a lot more wealth than ever. So I think it worked well once when people didn't have anywhere else to go. So they went to church because it was a form of, you know, community and that's where they met people. But today with modern technology and everything else that's competing, I think we need to um, get out of that box that we've boxed in Christianity and we're going to start looking. Christianity for what it really is, and it's really about a relationship with people. And and unfortunately, if you look at a lot of the churches out there, like say Hillsong and that, they're actually entertaining people. Now, if I want to be entertained, I can go to a cinema, sit down, have some popcorn, and I can hear a, a rock, a message okay. or pop Michael. band or whatever it is. And that's what they're doing.
1: Yep, Michael, uh, yeah, let's hear. Uh, let's hear from Anita on uh, some of those points you're raising. Uh, Anita, what are your thoughts on what Michael's suggesting?
3: Michael, can I
2: say thank you for your response? That was, that was excellent. Um, it's very much in keeping with the responses I got to my study. One respondent, actually, I'll read his quote, the institutional church is not the most effective way to have a relationship with God. I mean, how can you have a relationship with God by getting talked to by one guy up the front while sitting alongside hundreds of people? God is about relationship. That is not a relationship. And exactly what you said, Michael, God is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And it's when two or three meet together, God is there. Jesus said, I am there when you meet together. Another respondent said that God is greater than the church. Not going to church doesn't mean I'm going to hell. I have a living and real relationship with a living and real God outside the confines of the traditional church. And your, your concept of um, church needing to change is very much what the study has um, discovered, that Christians are just taking a step away from church to develop relationships with other Christians in smaller groups where they can um, share their relationship with God. They're not going along to be entertained. They're not going along to be talked to. They're going along to share what God is doing in their life. So thank you. Thank you for that, Michael. I appreciate your contribution. Anita? Yes?
3: Yeah, I, I think me and you are on the same page, and, and I think um, you know what you're doing is really good, and I think that's the new wine that's come in with the new wineskin because um, I think um, we are making Christianity into law instead of being free in Christ. And I think people think that Christianity is, is bondage when they look at us going to church every week and they see a lot of legalism and they see a lot of you know, showmanship and they see a lot of you know, rock bands. I think we're given the wrong messages. I think people need to see sacrifice living out in our community, for yes. our families, the way we treat our wives, the way we treat our you know, husbands, the way we treat our kids, the way we treat our community. I think that's what they're looking at. Otherwise, all they're seeing is a loud noise. There's a lot of noise out there. Yes. And, some some and
1: good points people, in that, Michael. Noise, Michael, I'm going to, have to uh, catch you short there. Uh, we'll there's plenty we could pick up on there. Let's take uh, another call. Thank you very much to Michael from Coburg. Uh, Pam is in Manham in South Australia. Hello, Pam. Welcome to 2020.
0: Hello. How are you?
1: Very well, Pam. What's your contribution to our discussion today?
0: Um, I think it's quite apt actually because. Um, I really feel from personal experience that God actually calls you sometimes into a desert experience with him so he can um, develop an intimacy that he desires from each one of us. But and through my desert experience, which was quite a horrendous emotional journey for me, I was actually able to find um, teaching through the media, social media, which sort of really supported me through that growth period. You know, and it's, we really shouldn't condemn people in regards to sometimes they are called apart to uh, be work, worked on or worked through with God so we can get to become better people in Him.
2: Can I agree with you there, Pam? Yeah. Um,
0: that,
2: is, that is one of the things that I have found as well. Um, one of the sayings that I, I actually believe the church, or well, one of the myths, I would put, that the church actually believes, that is, that is if, if anyone is... Um, Separate from the church, then they are separate from God, and they are actually an outcast or an enemy of the church, and God is not their father and i can I say that is a one of the overriding um, feelings that was coming through with the the, um, the responses that I got was that people were feeling as though they had been shunned because they'd left the church or they had done something wrong because they had left the church. Um, And one of the other things that I found very interesting too was that people were using the internet and Facebook um, to connect with people, connect with people who were separate from the church but wanted to share their relationship with God. They also connected with the internet and Facebook for teaching um, from ministries that were online They had teaching, they could buy product, uh, resources and they could be involved in mission. So I fully agree that the the actual um, resources that one um, can use are available to anyone.
1: It's Neil Johnson with you on this Wednesday edition of 2020 and just before we get back into today's conversation uh, talking about people who are Christians who've stopped attending church Just a little note, uh, if you're continuing to listen to Vision throughout the afternoon, you will perhaps know, uh, if you're a fan of Greg Newman and listening to the afternoon show, that Greg is actually out on the road this week, and he is uh, travelling with Samaritan's Purse in a disaster truck, and he's on tour. But this afternoon, Greg is actually going to be at the Melbourne School of Theology. So for listeners in Victoria... If you know where the Melbourne School of Theology is, Greg's going to be there until 2 p.m. Eastern time. So just letting you know that in case you wanted to go and shake hands with Greg Newman. And, uh, of course, you'll hear all about that through the afternoon as he's uh, broadcasting Uh, Live. Uh, Great to have Anita Calloway with us. We're talking about her research. How do Christians who've stopped attending church maintain their relationship with God? Anita, uh, with the risk of uh, getting all sorts of imbalances, if we come back to a biblical uh, foundation, uh, when I think of things uh, like scriptures that say, you know, don't forsake the gathering together of the saints, and there's lots and lots of great reasons to be a part of a fabulous church. what are your thoughts on biblical foundations for church attendance?
2: Um, can I tell you that that, that particular um, verse was used by one of our respondents because they had left the church and they were challenged by the fact that they had left the church and that, that verse kept coming up to, up for them. Hebrews ten twenty five: Do not stop meeting together as some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Um, from a personal point of view, uh, Neil, I, 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 my profession is I'm a pastor in a local church setting and I truly do believe that the church is still the one of the best vehicles for um, introducing people in their divine human relationship and helping people develop in the divine-human relationship, but also helping people to maintain that relationship when um, life's trials become overpowering. And the local church does that. Um, In some cases, the local church doesn't do that. But um, in the ones that I have worked in, that has been the main focus. And I still see that a local church community as being a um, pivotal for the establishment and in development of the divine
1: human relationship well we're continuing our conversation and inviting listeners wherever you might be right around australia to be part of our conversation today we are talking about how christians who've stopped attending church maintain their relationship with god let's take some more calls anita Uh, sharon is in Mackay in queensland hello sharon welcome to 2020
0: hello how are
1: you i'm well sharon what's your contribution to our discussion today
0: well, I just want to just start off by just sharing my heart. I just, um, I do feel, I was listening to what Pam was saying before and um, just totally relate to what you were saying. I do feel it's it's sad that um, we can, you know, even be led out of church with not, we're um, out of the institutional church with not too many ideas of why, um, only to find out a bit later. But to actually feel that, There's a lot of judgment and and there can be a lot of questions from other Christians. And and I just wanted to share my heart that that I've found that particular aspect um, of leaving the church very sad and very confronting in some aspects. And I'm sure many people who have, you know, if they could just be listened to or or, um, people actually... You know, check in to their heart and what's going on. They might find out that um, you know there's real reasons behind it. You know. Sharon,
1: you're uh, are you at the present time uh, detached from a local church? You don't attend a local church?
0: No, and we haven't done for probably six or seven years.
1: Okay, well you're the sort of person that uh, that Anita's been researching, and mm. uh, so I wonder whether you might like to have a little interaction here with Anita because uh, because uh, Anita has been. Talking about how you actually maintain that relationship. What things do you do? What rituals do you do to actually maintain your relationship with God, uh, Anita? Anita, do you have a question uh, for Sharon?
2: Uh, can I say, Sharon? I I really do sympathise with you. I know the the judgment statements from from Christians who do it, still attend church um, that came up in the in the study. So I really do um, appreciate your ringing in with and being honest about that. And listening to um, their stories was part of what this study was about.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Listening to the stories about um, why they left. Um, listening to the stories about how they are maintaining their relationship. Because even though their relationship with the church has been severed, their relationship with God, in my view, is more more important than their relationship with with the church. Sharon,
1: yeah. can you share with us how you uh, maintain your Christian faith?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, well, it was it's interesting that since we've come out, we've been um, drawn into uh, we got drawn towards a community called the Luke Ten community.
4: Okay,
0: um, and. Uh, one of the things that they they use at the basis of their they're actually a house church community, yep, or they actually yep. um a, a group of house church planters um out of the United States, uh, but they they uh, developed um, were inspired by God really, and have developed since um, something that we call c o two, which stands for Church of Two. And essentially what that is, um, broken down, it's two people plus two disciplines, and it's done on a daily basis. Yep. And, of course, because we were out of the church, we found this just, you know, like um, flies to a light bulb type of thing, flies to the honey. Um, and we um, just got drawn into it. It's just a wonderful thing that we've used as a tool Um Two people being a church of two, we call it a church of two. C-O-T. So,
1: Sharon, just to not to, uh, to I do have to rush us a little bit here, but uh, but so you found yourself in a sort of a house church and uh, a church of two, uh, you know, two or more uh, gathered together. Uh, there yeah. is Christ in the midst. I mean, uh, you know, those yeah. sorts of scriptures are alive in the minds of so many people who are listening to our conversation now. What about things like a daily devotional and your reading of the Bible and uh, and even as you are today listening into our program on 2020, uh, listening to Christian Radio. Those things are obviously important to you?
0: Yes, they are. But the two disciplines that we do within the Church of Two, which are one, checking in with each with your prayer partner, I suppose we would call them, yep. Um, yep. at a heart level. Yep. And the other discipline is uh, listening to God and journaling what we're hearing from God. And of course, okay. with the two people, we can you know, go backwards and forwards and you've got some accountability and um, yeah, so we found that that has been the greatest thing for us. Obviously, listening to Christian radio and, and vision has been very, um, very much part of our growth.
4: Yeah, good. Um, good
0: yeah, job. but this Church of Two, we've um, we've been doing it ourselves, plus also sharing it with other people, and it's just going around the world virally. And I noticed that a lot of people who have left church. Uh, the institutional church are picking up on this and it becomes a a daily routine but is really um, cementing our relationship with Jesus at a a more intimate level.
1: Okay Sharon I'm going to have to cut you short there but thank you so much for your input today on 2020 that's just wonderful. Anita a a quick comment on the accountability that is actually necessary and the idea of the pursuit of truth because i guess if you're outside of the church if you're not mature in your faith if you don't know necessarily about issues of truth there are a lot of cults out there too that might actually uh, be wanting to prey on people who are detached from a local church Uh, there would be risks but accountability is a very important part of overcoming that
2: can i say that is probably one of the um the disadvantages of being in um small groups is one the um not having the access to the traditional church's teachings and being led astray. And the other one is um, who's keeping them accountable for their relationship with God. And as Sharon said, they are keeping each other accountable for their relationship with God because that is the main focus of their meeting together. One of the things that Sharon brought up was um, the home church. Quite a few people in this study spoke about developing home churches and they also spoke about developing networks. Um, there are different networks um, around Australia in particular where people are joining into joining with others um, on a one-to-one or small basis, small group basis. But that small group is actually attached to a larger, larger network. So, okay, what, what Sharon is experiencing is very similar to what other uh, Christians are experiencing. Uh,
1: Sharon from Mackay, thank you so much for being yes. part of Twenty Twenty today. Uh, let's take a quick call. Wendy is in Winton, in Queensland. Hello, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. What's your contribution to our conversation today? Well, it's we'll a need to be different. fairly quickly, fairly quick.
4: Yeah. It's a little bit different. Um, I was in a big, quite a big church when we were living on the Sunshine Coast. And even though everyone was nice to me, I never felt connected. Um, it was, a, you know, definitely a good church, but I never felt connected. I moved out to Winton yep. and um, I became a part of the the little group. It's like a, a home church, but we meet in a hall. Um, and the people there there's no judgment that i ever feel if i don't get to church um it's another case of you know oh you know, i i want to go there because of what one i can get and the other is what i can give but we sit around and we we can d- discuss things and we i've learned so much in the 10 years that i've been going to winter christian fellowship it's just amazing i've never grown so much in all my life
1: that's and Anita uh, Anita a, a comment from you on uh, on Wendy's experience?
4: That's exciting Wendy. I'm yeah. so
2: pleased. Yeah. So is this is this um, church in Winton or this small group in Winton? Are they attached to another group or are they just like-minded people who have come together to talk about yeah. their relationship with God?
4: Like-minded people who were in um, one of the, you know, traditional churches and yes. oh, I was probably about 15 years ago that they started to sense that there was something that needed to be changed and um, anyway yeah um, you know sort of almost half the group is family Um, but the growth that I've seen in one of the men um, since I've been there is just phenomenal and they've got the most wonderful children who also contribute when they're you know when they're at church like they're at uni and stuff like that but when they come home they come to church they're not afraid to say, "This is what's happened to me during the week," or "This is the yes. experience I've had," or "This yes. is how I yes. feel about something." Yes. Can That's I can thought.
2: I say, um, Wendy, that in my in my study, I did find that the uh, respondents ha- who had left the church were mature, and their relationship was continuing, and there was a large percentage of the respondents where their relationship had continued to matured. So they had matured from one level of their relationship with God to the next level. And that for me was, from from a pastor's point of view, I was very excited about that because it meant that God was still meeting with these people and he was still taking them on that journey.
1: Wendy from Winton in Queensland, thank you so much for being a part of 2020 Today. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020. It's Neil Johnson with you on this Wednesday edition of 2020 and I guess helping to understand church life and the changing way that church actually uh, is uh, is manifest today in society. Anita Calloway is our guest. She's a researcher into the divine human relationship for Christians who no longer attend church. She's finished her PhD uh, Anita, uh, when we talk about Christians, nominal, affiliated, professing, they're different ways of talking about how we are actually in our faith. But if we talk about the overall big picture of church in Australian society, it's not as little as some people are trying to make
2: out. You mean the problem of the Christians size? Talking about, church. No,
1: talking about yeah. the size of the size of church because uh, people who are Christian believers, it's not as small as some people are making out?
2: No, it's not. It, uh, the amount of Christians who actually attend the church in Australia is uh, approximately 1.5 million. That that figure was um, in 19, um, 2011. And in the same year, there were um, more than 11 million Christians who do not attend the church. So there is a, um, a large number of Christians in Australia who are practicing their faith outside the church.
1: And you know what? That's that's very exciting. And uh, you know, some people will be saying, "Well, there's been a decline," and yes, the statistics show that. But uh, but the people who are maintaining their faith, uh, they're doing that. You've mentioned a number of ways. We need to be very quick. I'll get another call yeah. or two in here. But uh, uh, yeah. but uh, very quickly, uh, people read their Bible. They spend time in prayer. They relate to one another. And you did mention Christian media in there too. And uh, yeah. since yeah, we're on I Christian think. radio, enlarge on I'm that for us. Radio.
2: Um, they're also using um, Christian books, which uh, Vision have, have the product line. So they're using Christian books, they're using Christian worship music, and they're using Christian radio. They are the three main resources that um, the Christians in the, the res- that responded to the study are using to maintain their relationship with God.
1: Uh, it's enriching uh, to hear you talk about those things, and I know that people listening into us in our conversation will identify with what you're saying. Let's take some quick calls. We'll need to be quick, but Bruce is in Wilson Beach in Queensland. Hello, Bruce. Welcome to
4: 2020. Thank you, Neil. Neil, I've got a reverse slant on that. The church left me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, the problem is exactly the same. In a small country with Western New South Wales town, uh, we were served by Anglican and Catholic. On a uh, fortnightly basis, one fortnight and one in the opposite fortnight the other, and that was great. And slowly, as numbers dwindled, they could no longer justify coming. And we overcame that by traveling the 100k each way on dirt road once a week. Uh, yeah. but that was a bit tiresome. And we eventually started what was virt- virtually an extended uh, small group, but under the covering of the pastor from the church in the other town. And that well continued done. until. Again, the, the, they've returned a, a regular service. I've left that area. and I'm not certain what's happening there now. But it is equally a valid point, I believe, Anita. And
1: Bruce, uh, we'll take Sorry. that as a comment. And just to say, uh, you know, great that uh, you're able to travel 100 kilometres a week to go to church. But Bruce, uh, thank you very much for your contribution. Uh, let's take a call from Sue, who's in Canning. Hello, Sue. Hello. Sue, you'll need to be very quick. What's your contribution to our conversation?
2: Well, being a single mum with four children, it was very hard to get to church. And in Mandra this church I went to was so packed, but the minister was so false, he wouldn't even have time to talk to you. Now, I've lived in Katanning for nine years, and this town is spiritually dead. I did find a lovely Christian church called the Four Square, but I'm nearly 60 and I don't have transport. But the Christian radio, Vision radio has kept me going, my Bible, and a lovely Christian friend called Lydia in Kalgoorlie once Good told girl. me that God had his hand upon me at birth and that has kept me going in my Christian life. Good so yes, girl. I can't get to church a lot and I don't have a Christian fellowship and I've backed over the years, but I'm back stronger than ever.
1: Oh, Sue, Good
2: uh, girl. Sue from
1: Katanning. I've got to cut you short there, but Sue, thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. Uh, time running short now, Anita. Uh, wonderful to have such input from our listeners right around Australia and coming from uh, lots of different states and territories and just great to hear from those listeners. Let me ask you uh, quickly here, Anita, if you are detached from a local church, should should that be the way that you should expect to stay or should you be looking for those opportunities to reconnect where there are groups of people who are accepting and gracious and able to accept you in your faith?
2: Can I say if people are lonely out there where they haven't actually connected with other Christians, there's 11 million Christians who are, who are not belonging to a church. So starting a group, um, encouraging people to join a group, um, so that one, you can be accountable. Two, you actually have a place to share what God is doing in your life so that you can be, um, encouraged and supported in that relationship.
1: Now, we're running really short. What is the best way for people to get an idea of some deeper levels of your research? Is there a, your website? How can people find you?
2: They can, go, they can contact me on info at wildernesschurch.com.au. Okay. If they want, if they want to have any more, um, in, uh, any more information, they want to have a chat, they can just email me. Uh, At the moment, I'm putting the transferring the thesis into a book to make it more accessible. Okay,
1: we'll look out for the book. Uh, Anita Calloway, Dr. Anita Calloway, thank you so much for your input today. It's just been wonderful to have you as a guest here on 2020.
2: It's been my pleasure, Neil. Thank
1: you.